Welcome, welcome to another episode of Gas Network Present Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the family. Price, XXV, Double I, Rome, C Melo, Cross Lion, T Buggy Man. This is the greatest sports show on the planet, La Familia. Hope you're ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. your boy Dimelo Ragu and welcome to our 26th episode aka our Rob Wilson Rob Woodson I said I hope I said it right excuse me <laughs> <laughs> the first blooper of the day but let's keep it going uh my boy to my top left introduce yourself y'all know what time it is same time same place every Tuesday 10 30 scruff lion we in the building good ass sports y'all know he does this shit Nothing else to be said, really. Bottom right. Bottom right, My that's bad, key. Right? <laughs> <laughs> two. We're hey, in here. Going strong. Hey, all right, T Boogie, man. Look, <laughs> second blue for the night. Hey, but uh, get out there, go vote, man. November third. Uh, you know, try to stay as safe as possible. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah, November 3rd. You got the three right. November Trace. I got you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, go vote. And uh, just stay safe out there, man. And do your mail-in ballot if you can. We just got to get them votes in, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. Bottom left. Hey, man, it's your boy, Rome. Young Rome 22 on all socials, as always. We might be off to a little bumpy start, but like LeBron, we're going to finish strong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, talking about LeBron, now that we've finally seen the end of these finals, the end of these NBA series, guys, what is your take on how the NBA actually finished this season with this whole COVID situation going on? Bottom right. I'm going to talk this time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, man. Um, the NBA really was at, you know, up first to really get this thing right. They did it. They came through when a lot of people were at home, quarantined, um, couldn't really go out. A lot of people were struggling with isolation issues, all sorts of things. But the NBA got it right. I'm impressed. Um, the finals, I don't know. I, I like the bubble experiment. I, I don't know if I like the, the heat to get there. But overall, hats off to the NBA for getting getting through for relatively COVID-free. You know, hats off to those guys. Bottom left. Yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, hats off to the NBA for getting through it uh, with no – no. I don't think they had any tests or any positives uh, come up at all. So definitely hats off for that. Um, I applaud the, blub- the bubble. I-, I enjoyed it given the situation. But if I'm being honest, man, I really, really miss fans being at NBA games. It's, it's something about an NBA playoff game. It's nothing like it. Uh, the NBA playoffs has got this electric feel. If you've ever had the chance to go to an NBA playoff game, it's literally nothing like it, man. There's no other sporting event that gives you that feel or that electricity that an NBA playoff game gives you. So I think we did miss out on that. But I did enjoy the bubble, and my prediction stood strong the whole time, man. I called Bron from the jump, and, and here we are, man. Crown him. Crown him king. King James, of course. Team may not like that, but, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Hey, you don't have to like it, but like LeBron said, you have to respect it. And I don't know how many times this man has to ask for his respect, but like, yo, just give him some respect. Like, that's that's really all it takes. 
Rob wants his respect. Everybody wants their respect, man. The Lakers should deserve some respect, bro, because they just put that team together. They did exactly what they set out to do beginning of the season. Start to finish, they were the favorites, and they handled their business like they were supposed to. LeBron handled business like he was supposed to. And really, you couldn't really ask for a more storybook ending, considering the whole timeline of what happened this season in 2020 with Kobe Bryant's tragic passing. Obviously, that's on the hearts of everybody, every basketball fan, every Lakers fan. You know what I'm saying? So for LeBron to come in, it was an easy situation that it could be let down in, right? Kobe just died. It's almost like all pressure on the greatest franchise and, and, and really, in my opinion, the greatest basketball franchise in sports. Um, you know, all this pressure was on LeBron. You see, I had to change my wall art. Yeah, I got LeBron up there. I got him up there with Mike. I got him up there with Kobe because now he's right up there where he belongs because now he got one for – he brought one home for Kobe and, and the Lakers. And um, he did it in true – um, you know, LeBron James fashion. It was, it was a dominant, dominant, dominant last game. I already knew before halftime the game was wrapped up. You know what I'm saying? They had that trophy. They were shining that trophy since halftime. They knew what time it was. Jimmy and the boys didn't have a chance after that. You know what I'm saying? They, was really, they really was gassed and put their last into game five. They really should have got wrapped up in game five. But in true scruff to drama's fashion, the Lakers did finish off in six. So, got that going, so. But as watching these finals, man, I do want to big up the Miami Heat. Uh, we all know where Greek the Freak is probably ending up next summer after next year because I don't think he's staying with Milwaukee. But, hey, it is what it is. T may say something else. It may say, hey, they just bring in someone else. But I would love – Bubble, I'm bubble. You <laughs> right? <laughs> bubble, double. I love – I love – I love the, the bubble. But let's talk about – LeBron James, like, where do we rank LeBron James in the Mount Rushmore? Like, where do we see him do? I mean, of course, all of us, I'm sure all of us at least have him in our Mount Rushmore, right? But who do we have him next to? Do we have him next to MJ or a couple players behind MJ and then LeBron? Go Can ahead, I, let Nick. Me, let, me, let, me, let me jump this one in first. Because, like, comparison. Let me say y'all something about comparison. I'm about to speak some real life to y'all real quick. Comparison. Truly is the biggest happiness killer in life, man. If you know this from life, you got to stop comparing yourself to other people, man. I know that's what we do. That's what y'all want us to do is compare, right? But really, comparison is really the true happiness killer of all happiness killers. But really, it's about errors, right? LeBron got this error on lock. You know what I'm saying? Kobe had his time. He was he, he was the man. LeBron, uh, Jordan had his time. And the errors go on and on. Magic, Bird, Oscar Robertson, Bill Russell, all that. But where do I rank LeBron? If I had to rank him, he's firmly at the number two spot. Firmly. Like, firmly. Like, he's got four championships. I don't care how many championships that he didn't win or appearances. To me, it's all gravy on top of the chicken. You know what I'm saying? For real. I'm not going to knock a guy for all that. But at the end of the day, he got four chips. That's only two below, below six. You know what I'm saying? He's got – um I think it's 10 NBA Finals appearances. That's second only to Bill Russell um, in a totally different era. You got to keep in mind that that era, he was playing against nobodies. You know what I'm saying? Like guys that really had no business guarding Bill Russell was going against LeBron's going up against freaks every day. And, um, you know, I just got to give him respect. He's firmly number two, and I think he has the opportunity now to be chasing Jordan for that sixth ring spot. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities that he could get there. Rome, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about LeBron's legacy in the Mount Rushmore sports? 
I mean, I think I had some technical difficulties. Did Scruff say that he's number two behind Jordan? Yes, he did. Uh, okay, I thought, I thought that's what I thought that was what you said. I mean, you're you're off the mark a little bit, but not too far off. Um, LeBron is is definitely on the Mount Rushmore. If I'm trying to put it in some kind of order, Bron is still number three, man. He's still somewhere behind MJ and Kobe for me. But this 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 definitely boosts his legacy, and it definitely gets him closer to possibly one day passing them. Uh, it's still a, a tall order and a tough task to do that. But if you get if you're asking me my Mount Rushmore, I would definitely say MJ, Kobe, LeBron, and for me, the fourth guy that's got to be on there for me is is Allen Iverson. Uh, and I and I know you know you could throw stats, you could throw a whole lot of numbers and all kinds of stuff, but AI for me had a had a huge impact on the game. And I know it's probably not even just me, man. Like he he impacted the culture and the the whole the whole the NBA, man. A lot of styles, a lot of stuff that you see people doing and stuff. That that a lot of that came from AI. So uh, I got to throw AI's hat in in that Mount Rushmore talk. But as far as LeBron's legacy. I think this helped it, but I don't think this this doesn't change the the quote unquote goat conversation. I think he's still firmly third behind the Mamba and uh, you know the original the OG goat himself and Michael Jordan. Okay, T the LeBron Slayer, go ahead. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. With, I agree with Rome out of the set. Um, I don't know if I have absolute as that fourth on my Mount Rushmore, but uh, to me, this this didn't budge his legacy one way or the other. I mean. I've said the whole time, this whole bubble, I don't care if Giannis won the ring. I don't care who won the ring. I was going to give you an answer because let, let's let's face it. How old is LeBron? 35? He had four months off, right, to get himself fresh, keep himself going. And, I, I mean, he didn't go He didn't go through Kawhi. He didn't go through Giannis. Now, maybe those guys got themselves eliminated for whatever reasons, but he didn't go through the guys you wanted him to go through to get that ring. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not giving him anything. He has four rings. Kawhi has two. KD has two. Well, Steph has three, maybe. Like, these guys will have a chance to have more rings than him. And the way it's looking, they're going to catch him. One of those guys will catch him in rings. They might not go, go to many as many finals, right? But one of those guys will catch him in rings. Now, I, I will say LeBron, four MVPs, four finals. Uh, championships. That's that's impressive. I mean, that kind of stays kind of says you carry the team, right? You you shouldered the load. But when we look at the numbers, what what does Anthony Davis get? Did he did he not play? You know what I'm saying? Was Rondo <laughs> not there? I mean, this guy had a loaded squad. Not that, a lot of people forget this. They even tried to add the Marcus Cousins to that team. They tried to put Boogie on that team. Boogie got hurt, man. They were always trying to stack this team for the Lakers to win. And they, and they did it, so I won't take that from them, you know. But to me, it doesn't move the needle at all. I'm not right, putting so, up. So question two. Because of Paul, ACL, hold on, hold on, fellas. So let's talk about this, right? If it doesn't move the needle by this win, right? But let's see he managed to get himself a three-peat, win the next two, and probably win one more finals MVP. Does it not push you to have the conversation where it's just LeBron and Jordan? If he right, – yeah, if he, yeah. Repeats, if he finds a way to repeat, I'll no, put three him out. Three P, three P, sure. Three. Nah, he don't got a three P. He don't got a three P. He could do it with a repeat. He's in a conversation already. I mean, but look, if repeat. he finds a way to win next season, right? With because KD didn't play this year, Steph didn't play this yeah. year, Clay yeah. didn't play this right. year. Some of the yeah. big dogs didn't play. If everyone's back, it. he gets another ring. I'll put him above Kobe. 
Yeah, he's got to do it again. Me to say, I put him above Kobe. So my he's one question. It. Hold on, hold on. My one question when it comes to that, that certain players don't play, you can't blame that on LeBron because that ends up coming up to injuries. Let's, let's not forget, Golden State first win came up to uh, no Kyrie and no Kevin Love. And no one ever brings that up when it comes to their championship, do we? No one does it after we might bring that up if that Let's was not bring up injuries now when it comes to players not playing during the season. I mean, but they got they got three of them things, and they, and we might bring that up if uh, and they cheated for two of them shits, yo. Because oh, Kevin Durant, that shit is a cheat code, and we all know it. But that's what I'm saying. A guy like KD has the potential to go to two more finals and get two more finals MVPs. He he'd be four for four most likely. How Man. how could then where do we put LeBron? If if Braun wants to pass Kobe or MJ, the only way he can legitimately do that in everyone's mind is to continue to continue his longevity. He's not gonna ever be the the dog that Kobe was, where it's give me the ball, I'm winning the game. Same mentality that MJ had. He's not gonna be that type of player. He's not gonna mirror their careers. The only way that he can definitively say that he is better than those players were is to continue to just be great and great and keep going to the finals. So it's going to take a repeat. It's going to take a three-peat for people to really have that consensus that, hey, this guy really might be better than Jordan or might be better than Kobe. Right now, I would say he's easily on that level, easily in that conversation. Like, you can't sit here and try to toss LeBron out that conversation no more. You have to give him that that sort of respect. Now, if you're talking about being better than those two, I got to see a repeat. I know, G, you're saying we can't discount it because of the injuries. I need I need KD to play. I need KD to play if I'm gonna give Bron this much kind of love. KD is probably the next best player to him. A lot, I know a lot of people say Kawhi. Kawhi got bounced out before he could even make it to Bron. I'm done with Kawhi. Um, if Bron wants to to get his legacy status above MJ and Jordan, it's got to be a repeat, and a threepeat might solidify it. So well, hold on, hold on. The closest what right now to catching up to LeBron and like and what? Yeah, who's who's the, who's the closest in talent right now? Closest to LeBron? Kevin, Kevin Durant. I agree. Got to be KD. It's got to be KD and Kawhi. KD, Kawhi, and then Giannis in that order. And two in of my, them couldn't. Two of them couldn't keep pace. No, so. well, Kawhi could keep pace. His his partner in crime didn't just he you know didn't show up in the bubble. Well, that's, fair. that's fair. But now, Mr. Minutes restriction was looking hurt. He was looking like tired, you know, a little sluggish. You can't there. just throw that on Paul George neither, because at the same time, is Kawhi not the leader of that team? We can throw man, if you put Kawhi on that Lakers team with A D, Kawhi sweeps Jimmy Butler. No, like that's no. crazy. Don't I'm saying the Clippers team not get a win on Kawhi. Bro, if 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 Kawhi couldn't just fucking trash what was it, the Denver? You telling me he's gonna trash the Heat? He's gonna trash the Heat. Different rosters, man. Different caliber of talent, and your your MVP caliber guy just did not show up. Not too long ago, right, T? You had my guy to my left saying that the Clippers technically had the best bench in all of NBA, right? Compared to the Lakers, we were never saying no one ever said it in this in this group right here. Ever said that the Laker had a decent bench rotation? No, no one ever. So to say no. that, we all here all agree like roster wise, the Clipper had the better team, right? Right. So now we're talking about now you're talking about 
subtracting LeBron James and throwing Kawhi, Kawhi over here was going to make a, a difference? All I'm saying is if AD didn't come to play, LeBron would not have been able to carry that team. Paul uh, Paul George did not come to play. Kawhi could not carry that team. Like, that's all I'm saying. All right, no, no, it's a reason right. these guys go grab another superstar to play with. You know what I'm saying? You're off nights mm-hmm. or, you know, when you need a, a guy to just get a bucket, you would think that you could go to Paul George, right? You couldn't. AD had streaks where he would score 10 in a row, 12 in a row. He would look like a world beater. He would look better than LeBron at times. So, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from LeBron, but like I said, to me, this, this whole bubble, it didn't move the needle for me. You know, passing to Danny Green at the end of the game, which if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted that he would pass that last shot up before it happened. Like, it didn't move the needle for me. Like, we want to see I mean, our – hold on, hold on. We want to see our biggest stars, right, in the biggest moments going against the biggest players. In the biggest moment, the guy said, I don't want the ball. You know what I'm saying? I analyzed the play a couple times. He wait. Check this out. Look at the play again, right? He, he's isolated at the top of the key. He waits for a double team. He waits for a double team. Drive that wasn't even a, that was a triple team, bro. That was half of the team right there. Drove into a triple team. Watch the play again. He waits for a double team. Drove into a triple team, and then hook passes it. I, they don't even teach that. A jump hook pass back to the top of the key. <laughs> that the Danny Green had to slap to the floor to grab it. It wasn't like it. He caught it straight away and had a great shot. He had to smack it down because it, it was a bad pass, and then he missed the shot. I mean, we don't want to see our our best stars deferring in those moments. Okay, okay, uh, right. So you just broke down, you just broke down LeBron, right? Now break down how terrible Danny Green is for missing that wide open shot. Danny Green was what two two for five in that game. Maybe I think he shot around forty percent for series. Like, Dan, it, does he does he get paid money to make that shot? Dan, you do not sign Danny Green to make buzzer beaters in the finals. Was he you wide open? But was he Yo, wide people, open? I don't get it, man. Yeah, 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 he was wide open. He was supposed to hit that shot, but at the same yeah, time, he's, he's allowed to miss the shot. He's allowed to miss the shot. When we talk about basketball, right, he, yes, he was wide open. Yes, you hope players can make wide open shots. But it wasn't like it was a rhythm jump shot. It wasn't like he stepped into it in rhythm. Like I said, it was a bad pass. He missed the shot, right? Did Marquise Morris look to pass it back to LeBron? No. Yeah, no one talking about Mar- Mar- Marquise Mar- Morris. Who did he look who did he look to pass the ball to and why? He tried AD. his best to get it. Matter of fact, he looked at AD. There wasn't that much time left, bro. <laughs> AD. You're right. He looked LeBron at AD. AD was right underneath open. the rim. LeBron was yeah. wide open. He didn't even care about LeBron. We're talking about a tip-in at this point. We're talking about a, literally a last chance. And you see how that went for him. He didn't. He, he... No, it was about, what was it? <laughs> it was about four seconds. It was about four but seconds. But Joe was like, yo, who was that pass to, bro? I'm yo. I'm I'm sick and tired of the disrespect for Danny Green and disrespect for LeBron. First of all, first of all, they are Smith in that spot. Why these guys are in that spot because your star player won't rise to the occasion to take the shot. So when when they make a question for you, T, would you not live with that shot though? I'll live with it. No, no, I wouldn't live with it. Look, as a coach, right? As a coach, check us out. As a coach, I'm I'm taking. You want to live with Danny Green making that shot? No, at, at, at all levels of basketball, I'm living and dying with my best player missing a shot versus uh, the fourth, fifth scorer on my team taking taking a shot. Like taking over shot. I'm living or dying with LeBron. He's made difficult shots his whole career, right? 
But this is my thing when it comes to LeBron James, right? I've never put LeBron James as a assassin, last-minute shooter. I view him as a coach on the field. So technically, your best player is the coach on the field. So if your coach on the field says, yo, the design plan is for Danny to fucking shoot that shit, where I'm going to just take the whole team on my back, that Miami Heat underneath the rim, I'm going to just shoot that shit back to Danny, he better make that shit. I, if well, he don't make it, I could live with it because there's a t- possibility that either he miss it and we could get the rebound, which they did get the fucking rebound. It's just the fucking the brother didn't even fucking pass it to the right guy. You said he tried to pass it to AD instead of LeBron James that was clearly open. So I could yeah. live with Danny Green missing that shit because you already because either either the odds right you're gonna miss, but there's a high possibility you're gonna get the rebound, which they did. But That's one not of the market points fucked not it up. True. In basketball, three-point shots typically lead to long rebounds, which translate to fast breaks. Coaches teach you to drive at the end of the game so we can get a tip in. You know what I'm saying? When time's running out, so we can get a tip in. LeBron is supposed to take that shot. And if he coached them up, he coached them to a loss. So how is it the right play? Yeah, you can see how that loss ended for him. It doesn't matter, bro. It really doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. The thing about basketball, the thing I don't understand about basketball is people forget, like, there's not 48 minutes to a ball game, right? Like, there's a whole 48 minutes to a ball game, and then people want to take the last minute, last 30 seconds, last 14 seconds in a vacuum and be like, that's the only 14 seconds that matter in the game. That's blasphemous. It's blasphemous. Because there's a full 48 minutes of basketball. LeBron set his team up to be everywhere they were supposed to be. And it's a different kind of mentality, it's a different kind of leadership, man. You could be the, oh, I'm going to go get a bucket kind of leader, or you could be the, oh, I'm go- I know everyone's going to be accountability kind of leader. And that's kind of leader LeBron is, man. He, he made the right play. It doesn't even matter because they won a chip anyway. You already knew that the Heat had no business even being in the building for that next game. They might as well if, not even showed up. If you're married for 10 years, right, and your wife cheats, do you say, well, she was a great wife for 10 years? <laughs> your <laughs> metaphors are outrageous, yo. Every, every, moment, every moment matters, man. And again, personally, you're right, though, because she belongs to the screen that she's cheap. I'm going to leave on this, right? You're to right, me, though, she belongs to the screen. As a fan, I think we can all agree that we want to see our stars in the biggest moments winning those games, taking those big shots. That's all. I mean, yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, but, um, you yeah, know, I can't argue right with, now. with the rings. Can't argue I with the rings. Right now. I could kill T's whole debate right now. Listen, you live with that shot because you know you're already up three games. You ain't Kawhi Leonard. You ain't about to go lose them other three games on the road. If you can live with that shot, why did he walk off the court? Because you ain't going to shake him. Because you ain't going to shake their hands. When Bron said he wanted some damn respect, he was talking directly to UT. That was that was he might as well just at you on Twitter. How about this? Let's move let's move to somebody that does deserve some respect. The one of the best stories you're gonna see in sports, one of the best stories you've seen in a long time. Alex Smith came back from a broken leg, 17 surgeries. I mean, infections. We're talking amputation at one point. We didn't know how it was going to go. If he was even going to have a leg to walk on. And he's playing football again. And he's playing for the Washington football team. And wasn't a great performance, but it's a success just having him out there. What did you guys think about the Alex Smith making this return? Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in here first. Uh, I mean, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I got, I got to be honest. I absolutely loved it. it. That was one of the hardest football games I've ever watched as a fan and as someone who, who covers Washington. That was just straight-up bad football all around. 
So it was honestly perfect to have Alex Smith uh, come back because the rest of it, <laughs> the rest of it was trash, man. So that was like the one diamond in the rough was the return of Alex Smith for that game. But everything else surrounding that was just garbage. Look, I, look, my man, my man, my man James said every every snap was like a mini heart attack. I, I kind of felt the same way. You know how you take the uh, leg off your action figure and you put it back, but it's never quite the same. That's how I felt when he was out there. <laughs> Uh, Scrub, what what did you think about Alex Smith? I mean, it's a great, it's a great story. It's a great story. I'm I'm a, I'm a journalist. I I enjoy great stories. I mean, it's who doesn't enjoy a great story, right? The, the dude basically like had his leg amputated. He was pretty much done. Um, to be honest, like if I was him, I probably would have just chalked it up and just called it a career. Um, but he decided to, um, you know, come back and, um, fight and push. And, um, I want to give him more credit. I really don't want to rain on, on, on Alex Smith's parade. All right. Hold on. I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave it right there for you. G, how, how do you feel about it? Man, thank God for the miracle medicines. Cause I don't give a <laughs> rat's ass about Alex Smith. Yeah. He came back, but Jesus <laughs> came back to what? He came back to mediocrity. Come on now, bro. <laughs> This is the the right version of RG three story. Whoop de doo, but with the Redskins, yo. Come on now, not with the Redskins, with the Washington football team now, yo. I'm I'm mad that we're really sitting here talking about Alex Smith coming back to playing football. He, bro, he, it's okay, man. The man could have played with a fucking nine days, man. The NFL would have been okay writing them off with an amputated leg. Like, I right, just put something there so he could play if he could play. Shit. The, the Washington football team needs anybody. I'm telling you, fellas, we could get a job there right now. I swear to Jesus. I swear to God. We're about to be quarterbacks. I'm about to get paid, baby. Hey, yo, I'm flying right. out to D.C. next. the next flight out, yo. All right, all right. I guess I should have introduced how Alex Smith even even take that jersey, that shirt off. Giants the trash. I guess I should explain how Alex Smith, if, if you didn't even see the game or don't know what we're talking about. Alex Smith, um, Basically, he was the third-string quarterback. He got moved up to second when Dwayne Haskins lost his job. And Kyle Allen took the starting job. He looked a little worse than, than Dwayne to me. He had, he had a moment or two, but I would have played the young kid. But he lost his job. And uh, I know Scruff had some real thoughts about this. So, Scruff, what, what do you have to say about the whole Haskins, Allen, and then Smith? You know, that whole situation. Yeah. You know, how do you feel about it? Honestly, man, like I said, like I, I don't want to rain on Alex Smith's parade. You do came back from an incredible injury, but I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm right. I'm about to. Right. I'm about to. That's what's about to happen. Unfortunately, he shouldn't even have been in the game in the first place, man. He shouldn't even been in the game in the first place because, first of all, hold on. He first of all, he shouldn't have been in the game in the first place because Dwayne Haskins should have still been the quarterback. First of all, right? I didn't even get a chance to speak on this, and I'm gonna get on my soapbox real quick. I'm gonna speak on it, man. I'm not even a Washington fan. I'm not even a Washington fan. I got rep for the dude, Dwayne Haskins, man. I was high on Dwayne Haskins. Y'all know me, man. I call it like I see it. Dwayne Haskins was my, was my number two quarterback in that class. I like the kid. I like him way better than Daniel Jones, who's trash. Still playing, by the way. But Dwayne Haskins got benched. Literally. Hold on. Literally after his um, Literally after his best game. Literally after his best game. He had his best game statistically. And then they said something in the news along the lines of, yeah, I think he they said he was uh 
He was talking a little bit too much about his stats, gloating and whatnot. Word? My man had a couple of rough weeks and he can't gloat about his stats? Now you're questioning his leadership? Talking about his work study, like his, his work ethic. He doesn't know the playbook. I mean, the dude didn't have no OTAs. He just got a new whole new head coach. And then y'all brought in the boys backup right right away. He should have never been in there, man. And it's, it's a problem. It's a, it's a problem, and it's a bigger problem in the NFL because it speaks to this. Uh, there's actually a great article on gas. Um, it's on the, it's on the website right now. You check it out about black quarterbacks, man. Black quarterbacks have a crazy short leash in the NFL, man. And it's and, and I'm gonna be straight up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's not he's not the only one. This man had like what like couple games last season, couple games this season to get it, get, get it together. And then they said, we're done with you. What? Dude's like 22 years old, 23 years old, bro. Like he threw 50 touchdowns to Ohio state. How are we just throwing these quarterbacks right out the window? Mitchell Trubisky stumped it up for the whole season, the whole season. Phillip Rivers, he's still employed. He's still employed, bro. I don't get it, man. It's not fair, bro. It's an epidemic in the NFL. Like black quarterbacks, man, like your first opportunity of failure, like, okay, they're gonna take it and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stamp your name all over it. Okay. Yep. 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 He's a failure. Bust. They're so quick to do it. They're so quick to do it, man. And it just it's just troubling, man. He, but I'm glad Alex Smith is healthy. But he should never have been in the game in the first place. Dwayne Haskins is the proper quarterback for that team. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a couple weeks before Dwayne Haskins ends up being the quarterback again, if their pride can allow that, because that's the right decision. So I'm done. I'm sorry. I mean, personally, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded that guy. I have really similar thoughts to what you had. I've always had these thoughts. Um, I felt – I'm going to dig a little deeper. I've always felt like, all right, quarterback was the last uh, great position where it wasn't dominated by black guys, right? It was, it was Brady. It was Breeze. It was Rivers. It was Manning. But now we have Watson. We had uh, Wilson, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Um, but black quarterbacks still, you know, if like you said, if you're not great, right, if you're, if you're just, a, you know, you're trying to figure it out, you're trying to work your way into being a good quarterback, like some of those greats I just named, you, you got, you know, you don't, you have that short leash. Philip Rivers, I have no, have no idea why he's playing over Jacoby Brissett. No, no idea. It, I'm reminded of when Tebow, <laughs> when they tried to make Tebow a quarterback, they tried everything to make Tebow a quarterback. They right. have shown the, the league in general has shown uh, capacity just to not want to try with the black quarterbacks. Terrell Pryor said, you know, before they turned him into a receiver, he said no one actually ever taught him how to throw a football. You know, it, it seems to me they're using these guys for their athleticism uh, and not trying to coach them up and then just discarding them, throwing them away. Hey, here you go. Um, you've seen it with a lot of guys, Cordell Stewart, guys that really had the talent, but they just didn't have the people behind them to get them where they needed to be. But I'm going to let you guys talk about that a little bit. Uh, Rome, that's your squad. What do you have to say about that situation? Man, I could go all night on this, bro. All night. Scruff, man, you just did an excellent job uh, putting it into words on on how the fix is basically in on, on Haskins, man. I mean, let me let me just remind everybody, too. And Scruff, you probably remember real well. I mean, we beat Philly week one, right? We had a big comeback win. Uh, there were multiple reports that week. In the, in the locker room at halftime because we were down 17 nothing. that Haskins gave this crazy halftime speech. I believe there was an article out in, in the local area that was like, you know, this is the stuff movies are made of. Haskins is stepping up while the coach is sick. Three games later, one he's only thrown an interception in one game. It just happened to be a three, three interceptions in that one game. But 
you know, one or two bad performances later, now it's his study habits are terrible. Uh, he can't be a leader. Was voted team captain at the end of the preseason or at the end of the training camp, whatever we had with, with the COVID situation. But it just it, it's just the ultimate contradiction. It makes it makes no no sense at all. Uh, I mean, they, they want to go with their guy, Kyle Allen, which at the very least would look good if Kyle Allen would have came out there and looked good. But he didn't. He looked trash. He, he didn't <laughs> look great at all. Alex Smith came out there and got sacked six times, man, after coming back from that injury. So, I mean, like I said earlier, it was it was just an ugly game, man. And, and, and to be completely honest, Alex deserves better. Dwayne deserves better. Um, I'm not losing any faith in Ron. I'm sure he has some type of plan. And he's trying to execute that plan or on whatever it may be. We're only five games in. So I'm not going to just discard the head coach uh, like it's nothing. Maybe Dwayne just isn't his guy. Maybe Dwayne is a little immature. Uh, he had that whole selfie after his first win. Wasn't even out there on the field to take a, to take a kneel down or whatever. So Haskins could very well have some maturity issues. My biggest issue with the whole handling of it is he should have never been out there in the first place. You don't put him out there for four games, yank him back. That just makes it look like you were setting him up to fail. If he wasn't going to be your guy, give Kyle Allen the start at the beginning. Let Dwayne develop and then put him in there. And then once he's in there, you just got to ride him out. But this whole thing, man, is just sickening. And, and we've seen it all before, like you guys said, with black quarterbacks. And I honestly think we're about to see it again with another black quarterback uh, who had an injury who was very similar to my man, Alex Smith. And I think I know he I think you guys know who I'm talking about. The guy, man. Dak, man. I'm a, gee, I'm going to let you go ahead and grab this. Go ahead. That's different, though. We're going to be talking about Dak. I mean, his injury for Dallas, that's an injury. And he was playing de- He was playing more than decent. He was actually running the offense. And compared to your guy, man, he was. He actually wins games. But I think okay. – uh, When Alex Smith broke his leg, Washington was in first place. Alex Smith also already had a guaranteed contract where he was going to get $20 million – Regardless, Dak Prescott does not have that. So well, I mean, I, I hear you. Does, what, what is what is this? What is this? Uh, this one is what is this? His uh, this okay. contract. What is it? He's he's got it for this. He's got it for this year. After once this once this season's over, Dallas can just walk. They can just walk away while he's still in a wheelchair recovering. But technically, so, right? Technically speaking, this 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 injury to Dak, right? It's all on the Red Rocky hands. Because if he plays good for Dallas, if Andy Dalton plays good for Dallas, they're going to keep Andy Dalton. But if he stinks up the joint, then Dak is coming back to Dallas. But it all depends how bad he stinks it up, though. Because if Dallas can still manage to get the top two pick, they, I see Trevor Lawrence going down to Dallas. But now, if... If Dallas does not get the top two pick and they get like a 10th pick overall, then Dak is coming back to Dallas. That's how I see what's going to happen to Dak. Because if Andy Dalton plays great, then he does not come back to Dallas. And he fuck around and get signed by the Colts, in my opinion. That's a great fit. Good offensive line. Great uh, couple of uh, decent running back. And they have some talent in the receivers. So, in my opinion right now, it's all – well, do we know how severe this – like, will he even be back next season? I see a lot of places saying it's a four- to six-month injury. I know yeah. ankles can be trickier than that. Um, it's a fracture and a dislocation, similar to Gordon Hayward, but this his bone came out of the skin. I don't think that 
uh, happened to Gordon Hayward. So now you have the risk of infection like Alex Smith. Um, I think he might be out for upwards of a year. So even even if he, let's say, best case scenario, four to six months, do you think he will ever make the money, you know, that he could have made? Because he turned down $170 million, over 100 guaranteed. Will he, you think he'll recoup that? You think Dallas or, like you said, the Colts or somebody else is going to give him this huge contract? Man, if yes. Kirk Cousins is getting paid, I'm sure Dak is going to get paid. Kirk Cousins, Cousins doesn't have Kirk a broken Cousins ankle. Habitually healthy. Scrap what you yeah, made a good Cousin, Kirk Cousins was like, what, a, a 500 kind of guy for you guys? And then he still gets a fully guaranteed court contract? I'm sure Dak could get himself a fully guaranteed contract. Hey, Kirk doesn't have a broken ankle. Kirk is a MAGA guy, and Kirk is 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 the complete him. opposite. He's the complete opposite of everything that we've just been talking about, man. Like Dak is gonna get done dirty. We can sit here and be emotional about it and be, oh, he he won games for them. He was their leader. Oh, they owe him. They should be nice to him. Blah blah blah. That's not that's not how it works. Jerry Jones is a cold-hearted businessman. He does not give a damn about Dak. He did he did Tony Romo dirty. Dak wouldn't even be here if Tony Romo didn't get done dirty in the first place. So this whole facade that Dak is going to somehow come back to this wonderful opportunity in Dallas, and they're just going to be like, here's your $110 million. We're so sorry about your ankle. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, then I'll eat my words, but I don't trust Jerry Jones for a second. I don't think it's happening either. What about you, Stra? How you feel? I got two bars for y'all, man. I got two bars for y'all real quick. First one is, scared money don't make no money, all right? That's what I'm going to tell you about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was trying to get that long-term deal. I get it. The big bag is very attractive. It's very nice to be like, oh, 190 million, whatever the hell. You know, it's, it's beautiful. But if you play the long game of the financials, I'm going to take a book out of LeBron James. LeBron James was, was, was a big-time proponent of, of one-year deals. Boom, 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 boom. Dak Prescott, just like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I'm taking Kirk, take Cage out to Kirk Cousins' book. Everybody talk about Kirk, Kirk Cousins getting that big deal with all the, the highest guaranteed at the time uh, when he signed with the Vikings. But prior to that, he signed the franchise tag. Rome, was it two years, three years? How many years was that? Two years at least. Yeah. Okay. Two years making franchise top five, top five money. In those two years, Dak, if, if Dak was to get franchised this year, which he did, made about $36 million. Next year, he get franchised again. It's another thirty-six million. That's seventy million plus seventy-two, seventy-five, whatever. But it's right there, right now. You're trying to get one hundred seventy-five million over five years, six years. Okay, that's great. But according to my math, <laughs> the seventy in two years is a nice come up. So don't don't be scared, Dak. Don't be scared of a little exposure. Now, the worst possible scenario. I am also a believer in the law of attraction. So I do believe if you focus on what the worst possible situation that could happen is, you may very likely find yourself in the worst possible situation, which Dak is now in because now his fear has come true. He is now injured. He is now in a situation with the Cowboys where, hey, he's he could be damaged goods, right? Oh, Danny Dalton's going to come. He's going to step in and lead the team. I don't think that's going to happen, first of all. I think Danny, Danny Dalton's not going to do that well. If he does good, it'll be just good enough for them to win a couple games. Um, but I don't see Danny Dalton like lighting it up or anything like that. Dak Prescott was lighting it up. You can say whatever you want about his win-loss record, but he was lighting it up, bro. Weekly lighting it up. And then another thing, second bar, add know your value and add tax. That's how I feel. 
That's how I feel. And that's my personal advice to Dak Prescott. If the Dallas Cowboys are not going to respect you and give you the value that you deserve, take a walk on an open market, my friend. The open market is a beautiful place. Go ahead and get yours. Because honestly, I've hated on Dak Prescott in the past. But I'll tell you, he's a more than capable starting quarterback in the NFL. In my opinion, he's top 10, hands down. Hey, I think Dak will get his money, and I think Dak will be a starting quarterback again, but I don't think it'll be with Dallas. Kurt, Kurt got those contracts and those deals because there was no broken ankle. That broken ankle is going to hang over uh, Prescott's head, bro. He's not, he's not, he's done in Dallas. I'm calling it. I don't know why you got it, man. I don't, I don't think the Colts, I don't think Indianapolis is uh, in the market for a black quarterback. Um, I do (laughs) think, bold prediction, I do think he could end up in Washington. I do, I do think, I do think uh, Riverboat Ron needs uh, another. Dynamic quarterback, but I got a rumor. Let's see what happens. Maybe he, that, maybe he just takes the you know the, the short money and gets another franchise tag in Dallas if he comes back. Because I'm 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 kind of skeptical. I heard the I Giants know. might trade uh, Danny Dimes. They they ready to mortgage Danny Dimes for a shot at Trevor Lawrence. Is what I heard. I don't know. Maybe it's just a rumor, but <laughs> don't know what to believe these days. Oh man, Trevor, yeah, bro, <laughs> go ahead, Trevor Lawrence, baby. Flipping so, Danny Dobbs. Danny Dobbs went from franchise quarterback to a rental. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what Cameron said in Peyton Ford. People get shot every day, B. You be all right. You tough, right? <laughs> we hey. tough. We tough. We tough. We right. So, we look, man. that shit. Look, the gas, the gas community, man, we, we have our fantasy leagues and we have our pick them. And, uh, you know, some, some, of these, some of us, you know, missed this week, and then some of us had, had a great week. If you haven't caught the article, let me let me catch you up. Uh, and, all right, he, he already points on himself. So in first place right now, <laughs> we got Dimelo Ragu. You know what I'm saying? Fifty three correct picks to date. Uh, Rome there, fifty fifty one. Um, after tonight, I think you guys what fifty four and fifty two. I think you. I, yeah, I think I'm coming for you, bro. Uh, Scruff. Scruff and Bryce are at 48, 47. And I'm, I'm pulling up the rear with 43. So um, that's kind of where we are with the pick em. Anybody got any upsets for this coming week? Hey, I don't I, – I, first of all, before we get into next week, I want to go on record as saying, oh, wait, my upset didn't happen, my bad. It was a close game, though. <laughs> the Chargers? No, 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 no. Forget the upset. Forget the upset. Hold on. 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 I called two things. I said, yo, take the money line, take the spread. The, the money line did not hit, but the spread did hit. So I will say that. So at least you didn't lose money. You didn't win money, but you didn't lose money with my upset. Hey, <laughs> ahead, I, don't, I don't have a uh I don't have an <laughs> upset, but I mean I gotta I gotta pick for this toilet bowl game, really just to piss G off. I'm taking Washington big over the Giants this week, bro. Big. I'm I'm thinking like two scores. Kyle Allen's really gonna set it off, you know, make uh make Ron look like a genius here. I'm not sure who's gonna be watching that. So so your your boy Habskin is over with. Can I get my money by Monday? You heard? Make sure my <laughs> shit my shit on Monday on Cash App, baby. Hold on, what what was the bet? What what bet did you guys have? I believe I believe either was Rome or Mr. Our Stephen A. Smith and Bryce said something about 
Dwayne Haskins being better than Danny Jones, being a starting quarterback for the NFL, winning games. So the truth is, he is better than Daniel Jones. And, we, and, we and he ain't better than bench. nobody because if he was, he would not be in the bench. He would and not who's be one more game? Haskins, Haskins has a win this season. Danny Jones ain't got shit. Hey, hey listen, Danny Jones about to get it to this Sunday, baby. And you'll be all right. That's it. Just make sure He's I get, get my money this Sunday. Monday. Daniel Jones about to take an L to Kyle Allen, bro. About to take that L to Kyle Allen. He has real high expectations. Listen, upset of the week, upset of the week for you fellas, because right now I am, I believe I'm three and one with these upsets. I think the only upset I missed was last week. Yeah, yeah, last week was my only upset for when I picked the Chargers. But this week, my upset was correct when I picked Miami to beat the 49ers. So my upset of this week, put your money on this. I have the Browns beating the Steelers this weekend. I'm proud if I was you guys. Y'all take take the money line and take the under because it can't be too much of a high-scoring game because both defenses are pretty legit defenses. They both have the best front. But I think when it comes to offensive weapons, the Browns are coming back. I believe Big Ben is over. His era is done. And I believe – my boy, Odell Beckham, Big Ben. He's still the quarterback. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? They're undefeated, you fool. What are you, what are you watching? It don't matter. That's why it's an upset, you bum. Don't not question me. I've been right. I've been right, you fool. You don't, don't. If y'all hey, trying to make money, listen to Poppy. Hey, G has here. been hitting on upsets week after week after week. <laughs> so I was never better than Dog Pound, but he's been right. <laughs> my, my upset – of the week is none other than the 49ers. Jimmy G to right the ship against the Rams. Kyle Shanahan to own Sean McVay on primetime Sunday night. 49ers are primetime team. Bet it. Bet it. You're, 49ers you're upset, Rams. I like it. Your upsets are like your sleepers, T. I don't know. Some <laughs> <laughs> my sleepers, they still don't know. Up, you know what I'm saying? Two, they still sleep. Two and three. A two and three team beats a three and two team. Is it really an upset? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> According to Vegas. According to Vegas. Hey. Oh, man. Well, so, let me tell you something. Oh, you got something? No, nah, no. Nah, you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, I was going to say, screw Vegas. You feel me? You don't want to listen to somebody. Listen to me, man. For real. Listen to me. But um, not about this NFL stuff, man. I'm going to keep it a buck, man. When it comes to this NFL stuff, I, I know the game. I'm not an expert, though. You feel me? But when it comes to this hoop shit, I'm kind of an expert, like, for real. Like, when it comes to breaking down film, y'all don't know me. Like, y'all don't know what I do. Like, I really study film. I watch film. I break it down on a regular. I watch all types of film. Um, high school. Um, I start high school, work my way up from college, all the way up to, you know, in the pros, I watch people's games all the time. I watch girls' basketball all the time. Also, they got really the best fundamentals, but that's a whole other story. But if y'all don't know, if y'all don't, if y'all not following up with us, if you're not following up with us, you need to make sure you download the app. The app is going to have everything that you need, especially my player profiles, my pro- NBA prospect profiles. The NBA season's over, fellas. Basketball withdrawal is upon us, but it's okay. Y'all don't got to worry because. We are here. Gas is here with the heat. So y'all need to get up on these NBA draft prospect profiles. Yes. That's Anthony Edwards. My prospect profile is live for Anthony Edwards. Project number one pick. 
Also, the mellow ball. Many consider, personally, I consider him a, another potential number one pick. What we're going to do today, we're going to do a little prospect spotlight. It's a new segment. So I'm going to lead it off. I'm going to give you a little bit of my breakdown on both of the players, and then we're going to dive into it as a, as a, as a team, and we're going to talk about which of these players that we'd like to start a franchise with for whatever reason, and we'll dump into it. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Anthony Edwards, who's the projected number one pick. Personally, he is not number one on my big board. LaMelo Ball is number one on my big board. I'm going to get to him next. Uh, a little bit about Anthony Edwards, man. This kid is really special, bro. Like, when it comes to talents in, the, in, in this draft in terms of offense, he's got everything you, you need. Basically, he's got the quickest pull-up jumper that you could you, you, I've seen, really. Real quick, uh, tight release. Kind of hardened-like in his step-back ability. Um, also, in terms of scoring, getting to the basket, he's strong. He gets the basket at will. He's pretty much like a microwave. You pop it in the oven, hot pocket, you're eating. Just like that. Boom. That's the kind of scorer he is. And uh, I like Anthony Edwards. A lot of people have him as the number one pick, and I think he probably will be the number one pick, um, depending on what team goes there. But this is an interesting draft, man. One thing I think about this draft is that when it comes to the top talent, there's there's really a top three in terms of the cream of the crop. There's there's tiers to this talent. Uh, also, in that tier one of talent, I'm going to put LaMelo Ball up there. The thing I love about LaMelo Ball, so like I got said Anthony Edwards, I, I, I NBA comped him at James Harden was my NBA comp, which is a really great competition. It's a great comp, right? Like, it's James Harden's MVP a couple years ago, right? But um, I had LaMelo Ball ranked higher on my personal big board because and I, I comped LaMelo Ball, his NBA comp, I have him as a Penny Hardaway uh, NBA comp because he's such a great playmaker, but he's also a three-level scorer. And for a guy that's like 6'8", 6'9", rangy like that, he's just a really elite talent. Uh, the thing I like about LaMelo Ball is his basketball IQ, his ability to um, the ability to score um, on all three levels, plus his playmaking ability. To me, it's just a jack-of-all-trades, what you would need. He's got length. He's got size. He's got everything that you need. The only thing you can really say about him negatively is maybe his shot selection. Same thing you say about Anthony Edwards. But both are great prospects. I want everyone to kind of get into this. I don't know if y'all been watching, paying attention. Um, but I'd love to hear what y'all think. Personally, like I said, I have LaMelo Ball over Anthony Edwards on my big board. But – if y'all are starting a franchise, y'all looking for a guard to start with. I mean, they're both in the same category. T, I'll, go, I'll start with you first. LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, who, who do you like and why? Woo, I mean, I like them both. But, you know, with the draft, I feel like it, it, it always depends on where you land. And um, whoever lands in Minnesota is going to be, you know what I'm saying, they're going to have the tougher of the hills to climb. But, you know, off the top of my head, I'm ah, it's, it's rough. I'm, I'm going with Edwards, man. I'm always going to take a score. Um, I really like LaMelo, but Edwards' ability to, to just get hot and get unconscious and light it up, man, um, it's something you can't teach. And, you know, everybody in the NBA can, can, can score in high school, right? They were all great scorers at some point. Uh, not all of them can do it in college. I think this guy, he, he's shown the ability to do it in college, but he'll be able to do it in the pros. Um, very high ceiling. I don't know if it'll be Harden. Um, I, I like him as a, you know, his ceiling is a Donovan Mitchell-esque type of guy. But at, at worst come to worst, I, I feel like he's a rotational player. I mean, he'll be in anybody's top eight, and, and that's a lot for a rookie. And he'll be able to sustain that role, if, especially if he lands in Golden State where he can rotate with Clay and Steph. That would be ideal. So I'm, I'm going to 
I like LaMelo. I, I love LaMelo. I've loved him since high school. I love younger brothers as basketball players. Um, mm. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But right now, I got to go with – I, I got to go with Edwards. Okay. All right. So, we got one vote for Anthony Edwards between the two. Um, Rome, what do you think between these two prospects? Man, I love the way you just broke it down, man. That was honestly really insightful. Uh, I'm going to go with LaMelo, though, and my reasoning behind it is slightly different. It's because of the star power. So if I'm building a franchise, right, and uh, typically whenever you're picking first, you got like a high pick, it's because your team's not doing that great. So you need a little bit of a boost, a little bit of energy, something to get the butts in the seats. And we all know anybody with the last name Ball is going to bring a certain level of attention to your basketball squad, especially around around this day and age. But honestly, man, Edwards is is really good, and it, it is a tough. This is a very tough pick, and I feel like Lamelo has a lot of hype, and oftentimes guys that come with a ton of hype don't always live up to it. But I think uh, Lamelo will be a, a, will be different. I think he'll be the ball that actually balls uh, in the NBA. So I would take Lamelo with the pick. Lonzo Ball balls, but you know, just okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a Lonzo guy too. I'm a Lonzo <laughs> guy too, but you know, they be throwing shade. They be throwing shade. You just threw shade, my friend. G. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the consensus pick and pick ball, man. Just like what Rome said, man. The kid, and, and even on top of that, look how the look how the NBA has been going. Like all these guys that are playing overseas and coming to the NBA have been having better starts in the league. Like, a bunch of these guys coming out of college start out slow. But these kids that are coming out overseas, man, they're playing with all the big guys, all the grown-ass men over there. So, like, they're used to, like, being a lot more physical than these guys coming out of college. So, I, I'm going to go with a little ball on this one. The fact that he's coming out from overseas, he did his thing there. He basically did it, what, his junior year of high school all the way to his alleged freshman year of college. He's been playing with some with some older men. So, yeah, I'm going to take ball on this one to come into the league and come in hot. Yeah, okay. I agree. That's kind of why it's so it. tough here, right? LaMelo's been playing with pros for a while now. Like, we saw Luca play with pros. We saw Tony Parker play with pros before they got to the league. I mean, uh, we saw Brandon Jennings play with pros before he got to the league. The thing I love about both of these guys' games is, honestly, man, just as a, as a pure basketball fan, they make the game look so easy. Yes. And, 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 and basketball at that level, man, it, it's so hard to play. But they make it look so easy. I mean, they, they, they create mismatches. They take tough situations and, and make it look like it's lifetime fitness or something. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Edwards just because he can fill it up. But you can't go wrong with either one of these guys. Yeah, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with either. You, you said it, T. I, I, actually, that was in my evaluation. Like, Edwards makes it look easy. He look, really does. Like, he makes it look extremely easy, and it's kind of it's kind of effortless the way he scores. Um, one thing is it because I will of say, the level of competition he plays, or is it because he's just that nice? I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like scores are scores. I don't care if you're scoring on sixth graders. Uh, the, yeah. the goal is still ten feet away. You're still shooting from the three point line. I mean, we just saw Danny Green miss an open shot, putting the ball oh. in the hoop, just putting the ball in the hoop. Yeah, score. I will say one more thing, though. I will add to what you said, to, uh, G, about the uh, competition. One thing about Anthony Edwards, yeah, he gets buckets. But getting buckets doesn't necessarily mean you get dubs. The one negative thing that you can say about Anthony Edwards, some really question whether his style is going to be conducive to winning basketball. 
Because believe it or not, as dominant as a scorer as Edwards is, he's never finished a season above 500. So just mm. a little bit of a stat to keep in mind. That's not going to be on coach. your highlight reel. Sounds like Kyrie Irving. Fire the coach. You got a you got a you got a you got an all world score in high school and you can't be over five hundred. I don't know. Maybe maybe fire the coach. Yeah, maybe maybe maybe. Hey, that's a good yeah. point, man. Kyrie is another one of those guys that can fill it up. Doesn't always translate to winning, but he makes the game look easy. So I mean, he's still a superstar. Hey, you compared him to uh, James Harden, didn't you? There's another guy who who fills that's it up. That's a great comparison because. Yeah, because he he doesn't he I mean he wins, but like he ain't he hasn't yeah. won yeah. the big one. He's above five hundred, but he hasn't won the big one. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Well, it's talking about winning the big one though, man. I know uh I know all of us in here, man. We we talk about sports all the time, man, but you know, this is never talk about us. You know what I'm saying? So T, I know we got something special for for, for us this week, right? Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We got a new segment. Um, I, I don't even think the segment has a name, but it's, it's, it's kind of a gift to each other. You know what I'm saying? A gift to the fans. You know, we're going to talk about – we've all played sports on some level, you know what I mean? But let, let's talk about some of that for a second, man. I want some, I want you guys to share a sports story with me, man. Good, bad, in between, funny, sad. I just want to hear about your experiences with sports, man. Anybody jump ball? Anybody want to go first? I'll jump in. First on this one. Nah, nah, I want to hit you. I want to hit you. Go, go ahead, ahead. Pop it off. Ah uh, man, what made me love even sports more when I was in high school? I used to play a little bit of football, but it's not even about playing football. It's like what it made me do right after what the activities I had to do for for after school program. They had to so to play football, you had to do community service, and there was this one thing. At first, I did it for the ladies because all the ladies went to this, and it was to do the Special Olympics. I'm coming into this like I don't know what it is. I just know that I seen the list. I seen the list, and I seen nothing but the ladies. I'm in high school. I'm in heat, so I'm like, yo, it's nothing but ladies. Let me see what's up. I sign out. It's the Special Olympics. I have no clue what I'm getting myself into. And as I go, it's like this is in October. When I first do my Special Olympic events, it changed my point of view in everything. When it comes to this, the notion of you know kids with disabilities kids that are born with some handicap issues growing up in life and like and having to interact with these kids it, it opened my eyes to know that life is just bigger than what I'm living through from what I go through my normal day as a teenager to helping these kids and, and having it, to see the joy in their parents seeing like the kids are just behaving like regular kids I even to say regular kids but kids doing stuff that we would normally do but having ugh, fun like I'm helping kids like Technically, to have difficulty riding bikes. And, like, now they have riding bikes with us. Stuff that I would take for granted. And then I'm seeing it as I'm doing the Special Olympics, you know, cheering on for the guys that are trying to run a marathon, trying to do, like, the what the 500 sprint. And, like, and I'm looking at these kids, and they're doing a better try than I will ever do in my whole life. Like, these kids are, like, pushing and running for whatever disability they had that day, bro. I did not see none of that shit. What I saw is sportsmanship at its finest level and that's why that's what that's what made me love even sports more than it's just bigger than just a couple of gaps here a couple of x's and o's this is like it's what brings us all together it's showing me like a part of you and it opened my eyes to like sports is just more than myself it's really like a family thing shout out to the special olympics y'all if anybody ever has a chance to sign up to do some volunteer work 
I suggest you should sign up for that because it's like really eye opening. Oh man, G, I was really expecting you to come in here and tell something, tell us a story that's really funny, you know what I'm saying? I'll wait, <laughs> but you, you told uh, the story is really, I mean, it was a beautiful story. It was really a testament to how sports has been that bridge that brings so many different communities together. And man, that, that, that sounds like it was a special moment for them as well as you. So, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm glad definitely. you got to experience that. Anybody else got a story to share? Yeah, I got a story. That's a great story, G. I was that was totally a loop. That's hard to follow. No pedophilia way though. No pedophilia way though. Word, word, word. Nah, I mean my, my story gonna sound like an ego ego rub, but hey, here it is. So nah, 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 nah. I'm sure Rome got a good story too. You got whole perspectives. But yo, so um I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my, my basketball playing career. This is back in the day. I'm talking about eighth grade, you feel me? I played on the freshman team and shit. That was a whole nother ball game. But eighth grade was was like literally my uh probably my best my best years, my best season statistically in uh in basketball. Uh playing for the eighth grade uh travel team, uh, Bunker Hill Middle School was goody. Um but um yeah, so I was playing, man, playing this game, man. I was, I was cooking. I was hot. Now, i tell you a little bit about my game, man. My game, I, I modeled my game after, like, I guess you could say KG, but really probably more like a more like a Glenn Davis is more accurate of what I played like. You feel I me? Mean? I stretch the floor a little bit. I get right high post. That's my money area, right? So I get down in the high post, man. I get busy. So I start off the game, right? Boom. I get to start. Boom. I get in there. Quick, quick one from the top of the key. They wasn't guarding me. Boom. Quick buck. Hand down, man down. Boom. Two points. Come back again. Get him in the get him in the mid post. Get him a little a little shoulder shake. Shimmied on him. Another two points. I got four points. All right. Boom. Get over here. Top of the key. Passed out. Give it to my man's. He missed it. Came back. Put back. Six points. This is like the first three possessions. I'm like, oh shit, this is about to be my night. So I'm like, I'm like six points early. Uh, I hit a, I hit another jumper on the, on the high corner. Uh, now I'm at eight points, and I'm like, oh man! And I got all eight points for the team, right? I'm feeling great. So I'm like, oh shoot, this better be my night for real. So I get down on the next jump. It's a steal. My man comes up. One thing I tell you about playing is a big. Pay attention to your spacing. You come up and you come up kind of late. You catch a wide open three, which is what I did. I came up, pulled that thing up for three. Netted that jump. 11 points hot. And then the fire alarm went off. Fire alarm went off, dog. <laughs> they were joking. They was like, oh, damn, you you too hot. You too hot. You too hot, bro. I was like, yeah, yeah, they, I must be too hot. But the worst part about it was they called the game. They said, oh, no, nah, we can't turn this thing off. It just couldn't. It wouldn't stop ringing. And I'm like, man, you fucking kidding me? So my career, I was, I, it wasn't my career high. My career high is actually 25. But, yo, I was on the way, bro. I had 11 in the first quarter. I was on the way to 40. Let me tell you. <laughs> Holy shit. Let me tell you. I was on the way to 40. I was on the way to at least 30-something. Let me tell you about that game, though. I remember that year. We had an all-star, all-star ballot, right, amongst the team. And everybody agreed we was going to fix the ballot, right? We said we was going to fix the ballot. Because we said, yo, everybody loves Scruff. They're like, oh, dude, we got we to fuck with Scruff. You feel me? This was before I was scruff, but I was still same same energy. You feel me? I was scruff, got both for scruff. So I fixed the ballot. I had six out of eight members of the team voted for me. I knew I was going to win. 
And then the coach came out and said, oh, yeah, the all-star selection is such and such. I'm like, hold up. The math don't add up there. How did you, how'd your son get the all-star selection? That's some bullshit. But that's a whole nother, whole other story, whole other story, man. About um, privilege, we ain't even gonna get into that. But hey, made me, made me, who I am today, man. Y'all gonna keep overlooking the kid. I got a chip on my shoulder bigger than you can even imagine. So thanks, coach. Hey, Scruff, bro, that was a great story, man. But we, we definitely getting into that privilege, man, because that's that's right along the lines of where my story is gonna take us. <laughs> so. Um, Man, first off, these are some great stories, man. I, I honestly just switched up my story from what it was going to be because y'all fellas just inspired me a little bit. Be a little more open with it. So, uh, man, when I first started playing sports, man, I had a little rough of a childhood. Didn't get to start playing sports till a little bit later in life, right? So I finally get to play sports. And lo and behold, the first sport I get a chance to play, baseball, right? So I don't even know too much about baseball, I'm not really a baseball guy at the moment. I mean, I don't dislike the sport, but I don't know too much about it. But I'm like, whatever, man. I get to go play with some people I know. Cool, whatever, right? Mind you, I had just moved out to Virginia, and I'm in Haymarket, Virginia. So as you can tell from the sound of that, I am one of maybe 10 black people in the area. Only black kid in the league, right? Only black oh kid God. in the league. So Jackie Robinson. <laughs> basically, basically, bro. And they used me similar to Jackie. When I first got in the league, I couldn't hit for a lick because I never played. So I would either strike out like half the time I was up or they would walk me. But what, what would happen when I got on base is I would just steal. They could never throw me out. I was still every base. So my first two seasons, I never really got a hit. And if it would be dudes on the team, they couldn't hit either or they'd get a hit, but they couldn't run. The coach would take them out and I will come in and be the pinch runner. Their parents would be mad. They'd be like, man, my kid don't ever get to run the bases. He just get a hit and then you put Jerome in and all this. And Jerome scores every time. Every time I get on base, I just run around the bases <laughs> Nobody throws me out. I get the third. Nigga just gets a little hit, and I and I and I uh, I get home. So eventually, man, I, I started getting my Ken Griffey on. Right, I started working on a bat. My godfather got me my own bat. We got a little T. I'm working at it on home. So by the time we get onto the big field, I'm nice with it, bro. Like I'm lead off. I'm Ken Griffey out here, bro. Like I'm hitting it to the fence, sprinting around the bases. I'm the man, bro. I'm the man. Remember what I said though. Only black kid in the league. I'm batting like 400. I'm still in the base every time I get on. I'm hitting dudes in. What happens when it comes to the all-star voting? Nothing. Crickets, bro. <laughs> Crickets. No love for your boy, bro. No love for your boy at all, bro. And I'll never forget it, bro, because it was obviously racism. And I remember being mad when we did the voting and, and saying that y'all are racist out loud to all these white people, bro. And it was it was honestly an eye-opening moment for me because it it it, it let me know that no matter how good I was for certain people, I had to be 10 times better. And I've honestly carried that with me in a, in a lot of aspects of life, man. So it, it, it was kind of an eye-opening moment that sports taught me in a, in a very humble way. So that's my little, my little story, my little story time for this, this episode. Yo, Rome, if you got their name, we're going to go stomp them out for you, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> Should have put my man in the all-star game. I mean, well, I mean, that's, that's crazy, man. You out there like Jackie Robinson. Allegedly, folks. Allegedly, though, because I'm not trying to indict myself. <laughs> being being, a, being the only black kid in the, in the league, man, that's got to be a lot of pressure, man. And I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the crazy part is, I got a story about getting voted out of an All Star game too. Um, I'm man. not gonna tell it. I got I got outvoted by a teammate. You know what I'm saying? It was a girl. 
I was averaging 15 more points than her per game, but I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to tell the story. Shade. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a relatively athletic guy, plays black football right now. Uh, me and Bryce, you know, he's, he's my quarterback. But as a, as a young kid, I was super athletic. I, I, I did two forms of martial arts. I, I could swim, uh, track. I, I, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff, but I grew up in a basketball house. My father was an AAU coach before I was born. So I, I started off playing basketball. And what happened is, remember I said I liked LaMelo Ball as a younger brother, right? So I was pretty good in basketball by the time I was 10. My younger brother, he's two and a half years younger. This guy was amazing. Like, he was the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no matter how good I was, you're not better than your little brother. Like, he was ranked in the country. He, he played with current pros, former pros, uh, football players that went to the league. So this one particular time. Now, my dad's coaching him AAU, right? Now, mind you, I played for my dad, too. And he didn't even put me in the game my first two seasons. But, again, my brother's the show. We're at a we're at an AAU tournament, and the other team forfeits. So – the team decides I'm I'm in 12th grade. My brother is in 10th grade at the time. It's, so his team is full of ninth and 10th graders. The team decides to have a dunk contest on the side. So mind you, these are ninth and 10th graders having a dunk contest. So you obviously know they're pretty good. I didn't start dunking until 11th grade summer. So me not wanting to be showed up by these kids in the dunk contest, um, I'm, I, I ended up taking an L, and I'm going to tell you how I took the L. Basically, in the dunk contest, we have a couple guys that played like, you know, 4A basketball in the PG County, a couple guys that played Division One basketball. But we have a guy that you all know in that dunk contest on my brother's team. And this is a big name drop, but it is what it is. I know the guy, he wouldn't be mad. Kevin Durant is on that team. So KD, at the time, he's probably 6'7", maybe 6'8". He's not as tall as he is now. But all those guys are dunking. It's about four or five of them dunking. I'm still older than them. They're still, I'm still trying to stun them. <laughs> I go up, you know, make a little two-hand dunk. They're dunking backwards. They're throwing it off the backboard. They're, they're doing windmills. We're on the side court. If you ever been to a, you know, in high schools, the main gyms have the breakaway rounds. You know, the side courts don't always have the fiberglass and the breakaway. We're on the side court. So I say, I got to pull something out of my bag, man. I can't get shown up by these, by these young kids, man. I attempt to do a 360 windmill off the oop. Because I knew I couldn't just jump and do it. I figured <laughs> if the ball bounced, I could grab it and get it around. So, so I, I'm only, I'm probably six feet one seventy at the time. I throw it, perfect oop. I go up and grab it. I turn, bring it around, hit the rim. You know, the rim doesn't give on a real on a on a breakaway rim. I, I might have jammed it in, but that that side rim with no breakaway, man. I hit the rim, fell back down. All you heard was the. <laughs> All you heard was the whole gym laughing, right? The whole gym laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm laid out. I'm, I'm, I'm on the ground, man. You could, you could chalk out live. <laughs> he caught Hold a up, body. That, Hold up, that's not the worst part. That's not the worst part, right? It's not the worst part, mind you. I'm in 12th grade. This is, this is six weeks before prom. I get oh. up. I get up. I look at my wrist. My wrist is the opposite way. Like, you know, what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's turned the opposite way. The bone is coming out of the skin, and then the crowd is like, oh, like, now everybody got sympathy and empathy. You know, y'all just laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> most, most pain I ever felt in my life, man. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was so in shock. I told my father to call the police. 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, and, and, you know what I'm saying? It it was a memory. You know, young kids, my bones, both, both bones in my ribs. I, I ended up going to the hospital. They set it back. That was painful, too. I was in the cast six weeks. I actually, I actually got my cast cut off, I think, the day of prom. You know what I'm saying? That morning. So it, it still kind of worked out. Went to prom with a, with a beautiful young lady. Um, who's a nurse right now on the front lines fighting COVID, so shout out to her. Um, but, yeah, man, I took an L, broke both bones in my wrist, trying to beat KD in a dunk contest, and uh, you know, you can't beat the GOATs, man. You know, as much as I hate on LeBron, it's hard to beat the GOATs. But Damn. I still, uh, wow. Never mind. That's, that's my story. I got a picture in the yearbook with my cast. That's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's how it went for me. Pretty legendary though. Offer. If you need me to stomp somebody out, just give me a call. Allegedly. <laughs> what you say, Scrum? I don't know, but I'm not stopping out KD. You on your own on that one. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, crazy, man. that's, that's, that's a good dude, man. That's, that's a good dude. He's always been a good kid, man. He's the first person I've seen work themselves up from, you know what I'm saying? I think I've known him since he was eight or nine. 500, 1,000 shots a day in the gym. He really put in the work. I know his mom, uh, Miss Wanda, the real MVP. Like, good family, good kid. His brother, listen, little quick story. I played on the same team as uh, his older brother, Travis, uh, Tony Durant. And I played with Navarro uh, Bowman's brother, Travis Bowman. We played AAU together on the bench. We rode the bench together, AAU, right? (laughs) Y'all didn't even play together. Y'all just sat together. No, no, look, we was nice, but <laughs> <laughs> we was nice. Like this, 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 uh, this AAU team had Abdullah Jala, who ended up going to National Christian and uh, and 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 then going to St. Joe's and being a sensational freshman before he fell out with the coach and a guy mm-hmm. named Steve Holly, Steve Holly, who's a DMV legend. He ended up playing D one in Nebraska. So we were sitting behind some guys that could really, really hoop. Another guy in that team went to play overseas, my boy Dana, but. You know, I played a lot of basketball, took a lot of injuries, and that was by far the worst. That was probably that was pretty crazy, pretty crazy, pretty dope story, though. Pretty dope yeah, story. Man. You know, it's a good story when you got NBA cameos in that, Jones. So, you know, definitely. <laughs> something, something a little different. Something a little different. All right, bet. Well, as y'all know, that pretty much wraps us up, brings us up to the end of our show. Um, just so y'all know, y'all know where to keep up, keep up, and keep in touch with us. I'm gonna let you know. Download the Gas Network app. It's very simple. The links in our in our link tree, right in our bio. Android, uh, iPhone, whatever you got, we got you. You feel me? Um, stay tuned in on the uh, on the, on the Twitter, uh, Instagram uh, at Good Ass Sports. It's pretty simple. Um, also posting all our articles up there. Really, the app is the best way to get everything. But if you want to check out the blog, GoodAssSports.com. All the latest heat in terms of breaking it down. Uh, I'm going to give you all a little sneak preview. I actually got an argue article I'm about to come out with tomorrow on Stan Van Gundy uh, potentially getting the uh, Pelicans job. I'm going to give you a little a- analysis on that. But go ahead and stay tuned back? for some more people. He's, he's, uh, he's going to interview for the, uh, for the uh, Pelicans job. He's in the contention. But uh, I'm going to talk about that in my article, so make sure you, you, you stay tuned for that. Um, besides that, make sure you subscribe to us. Hit that subscribe button on the bottom. Hit it. Hit it real hard, and then while you at it, hit the uh, search button and search for Hell for the Hell to the Culture too, and go ahead and subscribe to that too. Um, besides that, yo T, I miss anything? I don't think you. Uh, well, I did just drop the gas playlist. I'm going to update that weekly every Monday, man. It's just a collection of 
vibes, man, from from us as a show, as a team, you know, to get you through your week. You guys said you wanted more content. We heard the call. We're answering, you know. So when you're done listening to the podcast or watching the show, now you can vibe out to us on the commute. It's, it's a diverse group, man. We got all genres. Grab that, man. Follow us on that Spotify. Follow that playlist, you know. I think that about covers it. Get wavy to my old school vibes. If you don't know about Superfly, that is my alter ego. Yeah. Like, for real. That is my guy. I think if I was to grow up in any era that wasn't this era, send me back to the era where the pimps and the prostitutes was <laughs> and, 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 the, and the drug lords was killing it. I'm telling you, I would thrive. I would thrive. But but y'all know how we do it, man. We uh, gas, we sports for the culture. We're going to close it out the only way we know how to, baby. Sports for the sports culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture.